And don't forget to check out howtocollectcards.com, a website I created dedicated to helping collectors of all skill levels build their collections. Feeling like you just don't know where to begin, you don't know what all these different things mean within the hobby, I've created this dictionary and I'm giving it away completely free. It has over 120 terms, all the terms that you need to know to get started collecting cards. We're also offering an advanced training course that is comprised of 17 different parts, everything from learning what cards you should be focused on buying for yourself, what cards are worth, where to buy the cards, when to buy cards to save yourself the most money, how to avoid different mistakes within the hobby that a lot of people make. Uh, It's just got everything that you need to be successful collecting cards, so please check that out. We've also got a bunch of new bonus content, and any new content that I create for the training course gets added for free, so if you've bought the course already, you're going to get all that new content, and it's free for life. I'm going to keep adding stuff to it. There's always going to be new content helping everyone. So please check it out. It's really extensive. It's got tons of great information. I think it's going to bring a lot of value to a lot of people. Hey, everyone. This is Josh back with Cardboard Chronicles. And today I'm joined by Mike. How are you doing, Mike? Oh, pretty good, man. Hey, so why don't you tell? Why don't you start us off? Tell us about yourself and your background in the hobby. Man, first off, um, pleasure being on your podcast and um, watching episodes, um, like some of the different guys from from Nad to um, guy from PWCC and you know, like a list of others and everything. So, first and foremost, I'm from Louisiana. Um, born and raised, now like I reside in uh, Texas and everything, and started in the cars, you know, just me really, really young, starting off just playing football or basketball and things like that. Um, actually got a cool story. Um, right here, Jackie Robinson, my first card um, found in my grandmother's house in the closet. All wrinkled up and everything, but kept it and I maintained it and everything. So um, I found that one kind of snowball into like a huge effect on on and on. Really. So what what are you uh, what are you collecting nowadays? What what got, what got you started? You know what have you been focusing on? Um. Kind of focus on a little bit of everything. Um, baseball, some football, some hockey even. Um, started off real, real young, just, just really focusing on basketball. You know, um, as we get older, go to college and everything, like passion kind of phase off a little bit. And I was fortunate enough, you know, like to keep and maintain all my cards, stuff like that. Um, as a real kid, young kid, pretty much kind of kept everything. So I was, I was kind of enough to be able to maintain some of my old cars and stuff like that. So just looking at them from like over time and time and time again, things like that. And uh, I mean, as you can see, they have them in the old car cases from, you know, like a long, old, long time ago. Like even some of the older brands from Edge, Press Pass, and things like that. So 
know, just kind of over the years, I would look at them, you know, and put them back in the box. I look at them and put them back in the box. Then just maybe recently, last maybe three years, um, I back in and just kind of off from there. Are you collecting like all kinds of different eras of cards? Are you collecting Panini, older stuff? Like what what has you most interested? And to be honest with you, um, I'm really focusing on on like all the older stuff. Um, kind of got a rude awakening. Um, um, I had bought a couple packs of Panini. You know, um, just in the nineties, um, in the Jersey car was like a super big thing. You know, like maybe one. Out of a thousand packs, one I got a six hundred packs, and I pulled this this car right here, um, a Russell Westbrook and a Kevin Durant, and I also pulled a um, James Harden um, um, jersey card. And whenever I checked the value, you know the value wasn't really anything. I was like, oh man, you know, um, big things has has drastically have changed like, since the 90s and things like that. So, no, just mainly all the older stuff, whatever, some of your upper-deck skybox and your flare, things like that. So, um, you know, one of these guys right here, you know, the Michael nice. Jordan, man on campus, what's enough to get a shack also, too, so. But mainly all the older stuff, but some of the older players, you know, like I really feel like the, you know, like the mid to late 80s to the 90s, um, maybe up to like LeBron year, you know, was the best all around talent that the NBA has ever seen and might ever see. So things like that, you, you know, like I tend to focus on some of those. Yeah, it's really interesting. I've- I've had a lot of people on recently that are, you know, more focused on kind of the younger, newer players. So it's kind of nice to go back and remember some of these older guys and some of these greats that we forget about sometimes. Oh, man, it's, you know, I mean, like, it's amazing just, you know, um, um, a couple months ago, I bought this rookie card right here. Um, It's the Magic Johnson and the Julius Irvin and the the Larry Bird. And then, too, um, I was fortunate enough, you know, though that, all three of the players actually autographed this card. That's so, really nice, man. I like that right, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like I brought it to the card shop. The guy was kind of telling me, well, you know, um, it's a little bit off-centered and, uh, you know, some of your edges. But I'm like, man, this, you know, I don't care about none of that stuff. You know, um, I was a fan of all three of those players. And, you know, I'm just, I was just blessed enough to be able to get one, you know, like, um, at a decent price and everything. All three of those players are, you know, the building blocks of the NBA, so. Totally. So do you have a lot of graded cards in your in your collection? What do you feel about graded cards now that since, especially since you've come back and, you know, we didn't have that when we were kids, so it's pretty different now. Man, it's, it's crazy, you know, I mean, because um, back then, you know, the, the greatest stuff was kind of coming along. But now you got the autographs that's graded, you know, and, and it's just crazy because um, I have um, I bought a Russell Westbrook and um, I thought, you know, like at the time frame was an awesome card. But then like, when I looked at it, you know, like the autograph was only you know, like a seven or something. 
you know, but just mind-boggling how the game has completely really changed, like to whereas in, you know, um almost everything is like really great. But um I still um end up purchasing a bunch of cars that's like non-graded. I mean, here's like the Kobe's or whatever. Like I've been had these as a kid. Yeah. Um what do you think of the whole Kobe thing? I haven't really discussed that with a guest yet. I'm interested to see what people think, especially people that have his cards. Man, to be honest with you, um, I still don't believe it. You know, yeah. it's, you know, like it's real, real tough because um, time frame of, of him really being drafted, I was kind of like a little bit kind of um, also really skeptical of him, you know, like because I was a huge Allen Iverson fan. But I always really paid attention to Kobe all the time. And, you know, I was able to pick up some of his stuff. Um, like last year, like his, you know, like his finest goal and, and his UD game jersey card, you know, with, uh, you know, like a Jimmy and 10 and everything. And a lot of my call was that I, I ended up buying, um, kind of tricking myself into buying them because I throw out like, you know, Next bid, I wake up in the morning, you know, like and say, you know, like you won, you know, X Y Z fifteen, you know, fifteen hundred dollars or two thousand dollars, you know, and I and I kind of didn't even really want the card, but you know, I mean, like it ended up happening, so I just ended up kind of purchasing the card, you know, and just kind of running with it, man. But it's you know, the very sad, you know, um, major loss for the hobby, um. An actual sport, you know, and when it happened, I saw how a lot of his cars on like eBay was um, actually taken down, and then you know, you know, like his chrome refractor rookie or whatever, you know, like a mid nine would probably go for maybe five thousand, six thousand, but then all of a sudden it's thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars. You know, I'm like, come on, man, you know, everybody's trying to make money, but like, show some respect. Yeah, totally. Yeah, there was a, a big uh, money grab after that happened, and it's sort of leveled off a little bit, but it was still sad to see some of that stuff. Um, what do you think about Panini? Just, like, the fact that they kind of have the monopoly? Because it, it seems like, you, you know, you don't collect Panini for some reason. Is, is it something that bothers you about Panini, or you just kind of wish there was more diversity? Or what, what do you think about that? Growing up, you know, I grew up in the era where we had, like, this, you know, your flare, your skybox, you know, your classic, um, even stadium club. But now, you know, it just seemed like, you know, like Panini have the rights like to everything. And it's just, you know, it, I mean, like you said, you know, it's, it's lack of diversity, you know, it's a lack of options, you know, it's them, it's nobody else. So, you know, it just, yeah, um, I'm just a fan like of the old stuff, whatever you know. I mean, I have one of my my old bonnets I found. <laughs> See, I got just crazy, just old Jordans and Iversons and you know, just all kind of old stuff, things like that. You know, it's just just funny. And you know? I found like this little box right here. Um, as a kid, I had like 31 cards. And I had them like in doubles or whatever, which was 65. So like, and the value, you know, um, 
It was $1,000. But now, you know, I got cards like this, like Steph Curry, Auto 10, you know, that's going for like, I don't know, $3,000, $2,500. So, you know, just kind of crazy to go from, you know, having 40 cards that equal like a thousand to having some that's, you know, that's even five thousand, even ten thousand dollars. So Yeah, what do you think about that? Like it's kind of interesting once you cross that certain line of, you know, your how much you're willing to spend, it kinda it kinda it's hard to find the top. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's what's funny was that um at Steph Curry um with my first high purchase or whatever, like I bought it off of PWCC, you know, I threw out a number, you know, and and like as time is ticking down, I'm like, yeah, um, it's gonna be like somebody they're gonna come along, you know, like an outbid man, like boom, you what? I'm like, God damn, I just spent three thousand dollars on a car, you know, just walking around work. I'm like, man, I don't believe it, I don't believe it. But then and now, you know, it's um, I wouldn't call it like on a regular basis, but I have some um, like some real good cars or whatever. Like for instance. I won of the lost giants of the game, you know, and I don't think a lot of people really truly like appreciate like guys like that anymore. Um, you know, like as in with the influx of of shooting, you know, on a perimeter game and things like that, you know, um, all these guys are like the lost giants, you know, and you know, I don't really think the game will ever have anybody like you Will or your Shaqs or your Bill Russells, you know, or your Moses Malone or Elijah Wine and players like that. So that's know. a great point. We might we might never see that again. We kinda have to like we can only see through it with cards almost, you know, like we can't relive any of that. Right, yeah. Um that's interesting. Yeah, I really like your how thoughtful you are about what players you're picking. So then what's the flip side of that? Like, what do you think about all these younger guys and how much money is being thrown at some of these these young guys? Man, I um I had commented on your on your on your um email or something or talking about how, you know, even Lucas stuff is going for forty, fifty thousand dollars. I mean Jason Taylor stuff is going for twelve thousand dollars, you know, and just think about it. You know, um, just one accident, you know, like away from, you know, you know, like from a $40,000, $30,000 like investment to, you know, like to zero. You know, things like that happen all the time. Um, prime example, you know, like the youngest MVP of all time, you know, was flashing about, you know, um, you know. I love the card. Um, I didn't buy it for the actual value, but um, it just kind of shows you how you really ought to take your time. And and to me, I try to look for the guys, you know, like who's been around for maybe eight to 10 years. His career is already kind of okay. You know, like Kevin Durant, whatever. He's the first ballot Hall of Fame. So, you know, whether he come back, like, from his, his injury or not, you know, he's an automatic first ballot Hall of Fame, you know, no matter what. 
you know, yeah, it's a it's a Carmelo good strategy. Carmelo is super Carmelo good value there. right now. Yeah. So you know, it's it's it, you know it's it's crazy, man. Um, even on the football side, um, well, Patrick Mahomes, you know, his stuff is going for twenty, thirty thousand, you know, granted or whatever, you know, um. You know, Patrick won his first championship, but you know, I got this guy here. I believe he got like six, um, like six rings or, or five rings or something. And this, um, the guy like at the car shop was telling me, "Yeah, man, you know the duck era, press pass, and things like that." But then when I showed him like the back of it, because it's actually numbered to a hundred. You know, I mean, granted, you know, um, like the playoff contenders or the championship ticket, but you know, I mean, only a hundred of these. You no, know, so I got it for um, a steel price also too. So, you know. so talk about the like the investing side of it then, because it, you know, I'm, I'm getting the vibe that you're a pretty strong collector and you you focus on things that you like, but you've got enough money in this where you're at least thinking about the investing side of it, right? How do you how do you approach that? I'm going to tell you what, um, even as a kid, you know, some of the cars I was buying, you know, and was lucky enough to pull um, as a kid and stuff, I always really looked at it like I would never sell my cars unless I just really need money. Like, you know, like I lose my job, you know, you know, like my mortgage is, is due, you know, the shove, I would have to sell it. But for um, you know, like for now, in terms of buying stuff, I'm willing to to pay maybe double, maybe triple, you know, of the of the um of the book value of the actual card, you know. And I understand how like some of the stuff, you know, like super duper rare, you know, you know, like to whereas in all right, you know, like the car may be only value, you know, at thousand dollars but you may be spending thirty thousand know, or a hundred thousand that's only for pacific players and to me you know um i just really feel like if buy what you like really first you know and the little like investment for it or whatever that's gonna come in due time yeah i mean you're still like picking cards that you feel matter long term and that you feel will hold their value within the players you that you like to buy right Right. Um, talk more about the the, the Giants. I kind of like that. I want to touch more on like the like the Wilts and the Bill Russells. It's kind of an interesting insight that I haven't really discussed with anyone. Like, tell me more about like collecting kind of that era of like the big man, the lost art. Man, it, it's you know it's it's crazy how you know um I was watching Sports Center like a couple um like a couple months ago, you know, like in Paul Pierce, you know, like he made a, a statement about um, Andre Drummond, you know, he's not, it was something about he's not really like needed in the league anymore, but, you know, like to me, you know, like to have a center, you know, as who could get you 18 points, 15 rebounds, or like even sometimes um, even Drummond or Shaq, whatever, you know, would, you know, like, would get, like, 25 rebounds and things like that, you know, like, in the playoffs, 
really, really need that. And then, too, you know, if you look at LeBron a couple of years ago, like when he went to the finals, um, he didn't even start really putting his back to the basket, you know, like until the late, like in the fourth quarter. But if he would have done that, you know, the whole entire game, ain't no telling what would have been the outcome. So, you know, just it's, it's, it's just crazy how the game has, you know, like completely shifted. Uh, you know, and B wants to shoot threes now. You know, it's like, man, this could be already one of the best big men like in the league. Get on that block and throw the ball, man. It's that simple. Why are you out there shooting threes? You know, you know, I like Kevin Durant, you know, I mean things like that. It's it's just crazy. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so as like do you, I mean, do you pay close attention to the market and like what's happening? It sounds like, you know, you're, you're watching what's happening to the young guys. How do you kind of like stay away from it or, you know, like block yourself from the noise and focus on what you know is important? Um, one, I can never justify like in my mind, spend like maybe four or 5,000 like dollars, even maybe $2,000 for a player who, you know, who really hasn't proven anything. I mean, like Zion stuff is going over, you know, like he's completely overboard and things like that, you know, and he's only played, you know, half a season. Well, he started off in the half of the season or whatever. So just, you know, like to me, it's about actually giving like a player time on, you know, like actually prove himself because, Anybody can have a one-year or two-year flash. But to be able like, to do it consistently, like six years, seven years in a row, um, or whatever, that means a whole lot. You know, I mean, this guy here, Charles Barkley, you know, um, even though, you know, like he never won a ring, but look at the era that he played in, you know, he he did what he was supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, it's not just like the cards, right? You're you're also you almost are looking for players to like prove it to you as a fan of basketball, right? Right, of course. You know, and I have um I got some of the LeBrons, you know, the regular oh, there you go. Yeah. The regular flying is, you know, not the refractor one. Dang. You know, um Wizard Auto. That's cool. Oh the Finite out of 200. Got my attention now. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> I have a couple of Panini. Um, I was fortunate enough to get one of these. Um, I think this is a piece of his jersey from the finals. I think it's numbered to, um, out of 217 or something. You know, I have, who is it? This is one of the, the first ones I bought, you know, like auto is a nine so like that so you're sticking with the with the goats right sticking with the guys that are proven more longer term thoughts um now keep going dude keep showing cards and i'll just like here's the john stockton you know the grade is a um it's a five but you know i think you know like with psa and with becca they be really trying to control the market as in per se because um 
I see some cars, you know, um, it'd be graded like an eight or a nine, you know, and it's and it might be numbered out of fifty or out of a hundred, but I'm like, man, there's no way that that car should be graded for like a seven or eight. No. Are you buying cards graded or are you grading them yourself? No, um, I'm buying them actually graded. Um, I have a couple stuff or whatever that I actually want to try to um, like submit like to those guys and things like that. You know, um, you know here's the Bowman Chrome um, Brady. Here's another Brady number two with 50. No, so, and then um, I know how you want to talk about the legends and things like this. So here's Nona Ryan. Um, this is first or of him actually by himself. You know, PSA eight. I try to get um of the older players like from like a seven on on above. You know, here's the um here's another card um from my childhood. So it may not really be a whole lot, you know, like in value, but it's just from, you know, like as an adolescent. Did you grow up when, when MJ was in his prime? When did you grow up watching basketball? In the 80s. So right when I, I remember watching the slam dunk contest as a kid, but I really, really paid attention around like the, the 90, 91 season or whatever like he was going up against Isaiah Thomas I mean Bill Lambert um you know like Dennis Rodman and players like that you know um, I just love man like that, that whole entire era um I want to talk about social media do you, do you have social media what are you doing what are you doing in the social media game anything and to be honest with you, I don't even have that at all. I don't have an Instagram. I don't have a Facebook. I even contact your um, um, what's your guy Nat? Um, I had um, I used a buddy of mine to message him, you know, and to ask him whatever. What's the best way to get a good cause or whatever, you know, um, without having big presence like on social media, you know, he kind of said, well, man, you know, it's, it's the luck of a draw, you know, like either eBay, you know, or golden auctions, you know, things like that. But just looking at some of they, they um, the fees is just, you know, like $2,000 off of a, you know, um, $7,000 purchase, you know, it's just, it's just crazy these days, man. So, so pretty much everything that um, I've brought, Bought it off of eBay. Yeah, I mean, pretty much everyone that I interview is like pretty heavily on Instagram or Facebook, so it's kind of it's kind of nice to have someone that's like away from it, so I can get kind of a different perspective. Right. Yeah. And I remember some of these, of um, course, some of these cars. Um, like when I was high school, Reef Abdul Rahim, the Jersey car. You know, and and it's easy for you to tell, you know, because the screw down cases, you know, that's that's old school there, man. Here's <laughs> another Mark Brunel. <laughs> Those are so sick. Yeah. No, here's a um Marcus Canby. That's man. what you pulled? 
Hmm? The Marcus, you pulled the Mark, the Jersey ones. Yeah, those are tough. All of those, like my my junior, senior year, like of high school. Dang. How how long did you take? Did you take any breaks from cards, or have you just always done it? Yeah, um, I took a break from like, let me see, like my senior year, or from, or really so from like '99 up until maybe three years ago. I kept all my stuff or whatever, you know, the, all my regular cards, you know, the things like that. Here's your boy right here, Kenny Hardaway. Yeah. And um, and just time and time again, you know, like I would look at them, pull them out, look at them, put them back in my case, look at them, pull them, put them back in my case, things like that. You know, here's a press pass out of novice acetate. So, you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to keep all my stuff, you know. Here's a Kobe. Nice. You seem like you're you're not afraid to have cards from the the junk wax era. Can you talk about that? Like it seems like you're just buying cards based on what you see, and you're not really worried about you know what era or what like value they have based on the era. Yeah, to be honest with you, I don't. Um, you know, when I hop back in, I actually started trying to go. To, after some stuff or whatever that I missed out as a kid, you know, or or I wasn't fortunate enough to, you know, like, you know, like to pull them in the back or whatever, like this. Like the 94, 45. Yes. Final so yeah. Here's another oldie for you. <laughs> Got the screw down and everything. It's exactly, so man. You know, things like that. Um, Is that the legacy? There you go. Those are that's man. Those are nice. Yeah. Use your ruby. Dang. Got some of the. You need to grade some of this stuff, man. You're making me nervous over here. <laughs> man, it's it's. I'm scared to even send it in the mail. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, you, um, have, do, you, do you go to any shows or anything like that? The last show that I've been to, I was a kid, and I brought my cards. You know, like, and the guys was kind of laughing at me or whatever. You know, I was trying to make, like, some trades and stuff. But, you know, um, time frame, I didn't know any better. So all the stuff I had, you know, was stuff in my book. You know, when it started even drawing cards, I was only worth, like, like maybe $4, $5, things like that. So, but now it's crazy because it seemed like almost every drawing card, you know, Depending on the actual grade, it can actually make a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, you know, all yeah. this stuff that was only like five dollars, you know, um yeah. twenty years ago. So are you selling any cards? Are you trying to sell anything to maybe fund new cards or are you just kinda just keeping collecting and keep adding to the to the collection? And um I've been fortunate enough. You know, I should be able to um, have a pretty decent job, you know, like to whereas, you know, haven't been able like to really have to sell anything. So really, you know, um, 
have a couple of them that I'm actually really trying to get, you know, some milestone cards, you know, uh, um, like things like that. So, you know, I might be willing to trade some of the stuff or whatever, you know, or, or like maybe even post stuff to even sell. Um, here's a real big one. What the f- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I'm going to keep talking just to keep you like showing more cards. It's so fun to just like, because it's so, the, you said it earlier, but like the stuff that you're showing is so diverse, you know? It's not like, it's not like the same kind of stuff over and over. I mean, you're just like all, you're all over the place. <laughs> right. And you remember when I was, you know, I was talking to you, you know, like I actually told you how, you know, uh, like I kind of watch you, you know, like your shows, you know, like things like that, you know, like, and a lot of people kind of hang it almost the same stuff, you know, you know, LeBron and Brady, you know. Totally. <laughs> I haven't had many Paris, Nolan Ryan people, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like, it's just cool stuff. I, I, uh, I'm really, I'm really appreciate you coming on and like showing new stuff. This is good for for everyone to kind of see that like it's not, you know, it's not just the same silver prism crap over and over. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You know, and I got these bad boys. You know, um, it's not the basketball stuff, or whatever. But you know, um, I think maybe like with in the next maybe five years, you know, like the football MGs. On a really start to pick up. Uh, have you have you talked to Nat about some of the stuff? He love he loves that kind of stuff, obviously. Man, he at all your guests, and he's like the greatest, you know, like <laughs> collector of all time. He got you know from from basketball to baseball, you know, he has almost anything you know that you can even. Like think about having, you know, he has it already. Yeah. You know, but 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 I have a couple things I'm gonna show you that I know that he might not have or he uh or he haven't showed you. So I'm gonna kinda save those for last or whatever. But I got a couple more of the um stuff or whatever. You know, here's a real good one. Nineteen forty nine, Jack Robinson Bowman. It's number seven. Well, great seven, so no. You've got the vintage, man. You got it all. That's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, you collect a lot of a lot of different stuff. Can you talk about uh, like in your experience, what makes the value of that stuff go up? Like, what what triggers some of these things to jump and go up in price? Because a lot of it, you know, it's it's not controlled by players' performance because they're already retired. So, in what in your experience, like what what makes values ebb and flow throughout the years? Um, I think the the more like the actual player, you know, like it's kind of like in the, the limelight, you know. Um, it's a lot of great players or whatever who you know who's way way completely undervalued. Like, um, Tim Olajuwon, well, he's one of the greatest centers of all time, you know. And his, I mean, his rookie cards, you know, like. You know, like a gym minute is probably maybe three thousand, four thousand dollars, which you know, like to me, completely horrible. Because you look at his peak, you know, he outplayed Shaq. You know, uh, even though Shaq is young, but you know, I mean, 
David Robinson, Paul Malone, like, you know, he's an inside-outside guy, you know, free throw, I mean, hit jumpers, you know, spin, block shots, you know, and a two-time champion, you know, and you never really hear like anybody really talk about him, you know, um, and Carl Malone also. So, you know, um, but then too, you know, um, like guys like that, you know, are not like broadcasting on games or whatever, you know, or like in, you know, like in the news for like good stuff or bad stuff or whatever. Like a lot of them like to do a lot of great things, you know, um, like for their community, but just more so like um, it'd be under wraps. Yeah. So it's a little bit harder, right? Like I think that's kind of the reason people buy the young guys is they they enjoy the the waves of the ups and downs and you just kind of like don't have to deal with any of that. I think Kevin Love, you know, his um I think people really you know like forget really how good he was in Minnesota. You know, um I think, man, at one point he was averaging like maybe 27 points and like 15 rebounds a game. You know, um, you know, completely undervalued, you know. And, and this guy right here, you know, um, um, I think when he finally retire, you know, like he should be, if not even top five, at least maybe top 10 running back of all time. Another interesting thing about those kind of guys is like they're really cheap now, but like in a few years, once people like remember them, like guys like uh, you know, Scotty Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Iverson, their prices have gone up, you know, in the last few years because you know there's people that collected them as kids and uh, you know they remember them, but you know at the ends of their careers they were probably cheap just because they weren't Jordan or whatever. So some of those guys will come back. Yeah, yeah, you know, any kind of sucks. Um. You know, like to kind of get wrapped up in the era, because you know, I mean, Michael Jordan or whatever, John Montana, um, Rice, you know, um, all them guys, you know, it won so much, you know, you know, like to whereas in, it was hard to talk about anybody else. So yeah, but um. Have you saw this? Um, it's um, the Doc and Daryl 30 for 30. I have, yeah, that's a good one. Man, you know, this whirlwind of, of talent. Yeah. You know, this guy right here, um, I see Jason Tatum written all over him. You no, know, yeah. if you if you if you look at their games, you know, I mean, it's so so similar. You know, like you know, I think, um, I think Ray Allen will be looking at a push or whatever. Because like once they really start to um, talk about shooters, you know, I mean, they had the jump shot and three point shot. And could go to the basket also too. So, man, yeah, I love your appreciation for all these other players that like definitely get forgotten in cards. You kind of see the same stuff over and over. So I like that. Why don't you show us these nat cards? 
you got me like you got me wondering now okay um now i have yet to really see like anybody even showed even one of these i mean rather it's you know any type of player like anything but um i was fortunate enough um had to make a decision in this card and a Hank Aaron rookie. I chose um, this card here and um, I love it. Um, it was one of my old cards to actually get. Like I was fortunate enough to get it. So those are the like horizontal rare ultimate collection parallels to 25 with the jersey patch. Right, yep. Uh, um, and to show you how old the the grading is on it, on the back part, they got the autograph <laughs> at a ten at the bottom. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean that's one of them. Um, here's the grand finale right here. I only think I've only seen it listed only one time. Um, and I and I should have brought the other one, but I didn't. Wow! Look at all those guys. You want to talk us through this card? Show it, show it again, and talk us through it. So, man, um, I mean, this is the UD Black. Um, it's the signature nine, and it's only four of these. And the players whose autograph who you see is Michael Jordan, to Magic Johnson, to Larry Bird, to Dennis Rodman, to Julius Irvin, Olajuwon, Malone, like Allen Iverson, easily. All of those players can be ranked at top 30, top 40, maybe even top 20, like of all time. No awesome. way. That's so sick. Yeah. It's a lot of autographs. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, it was another one of my um, also very um, big purchases early on. Uh, what's the other one? On a McDavid, it's so undervalued, man. Um, Got the you know, hockey stuff, man. Insane. Yeah, you know, a Jimmy 9.5, you know, the autograph of the 10, you know, fortunate enough, you know, to really pay attention this time um, on a grading, you know, like things like that. The multicolor patch, you know, I, it was another one. Um, I placed a bid on it. I figured somebody that was going to outbid me. Like in the morning when I woke up, I won the bid. Really, really pissed off. I was like, God damn, man. You know, it you know, keeps happening. But so um, I was contemplating on it, but I went on and, and just made the purchase, you know, um, like things like that. So, you know, I love the card. He's a younger guy though. Hmm. I got you with a younger guy. He's he's a younger player, right? Right, right, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I have another younger player too. Um, I think it'd be like in his best interest to leave out of New York, you know, cause man, he's real, real talented, you know, and if, and if they don't put a line, you know, like, you know, like a line that's behind him or whatever, you know, he might end up being, you know, almost like a Barry Sanders, you know, like, and just um, like retire young. Yeah. All right, Mike, you got anything, any other cards you want to talk about? Anything else? Man, uh, let's see what I have. At this Diamond Legacy, Michael Jordan. It's okay. Um, I won the bid on, like, it wasn't really that much or whatever, but I just kind of had to have it. Um, let's see, what else we have? Um, another, like, we did 03. Sharif Abdul Rahim, number name place. I believe his number to where, like, only 25 or something. Um, you know, I have this guy right here. Finest refractor, Carmelo, only number out of 250. You got the good Carmelo stuff? Do you have a Car- or Carmelo Exquisite RPA? You got the Wade. Yeah, no. Um, I saw it, and I should have brought it. But then, you know, um, I was about to actually get it or whatever. Like, And I actually seen, like, the ultimate. So um, I chose the ultimate over there. Well, this was the least. This is the least amount of information I've ever had going into an interview because I, you have no, you literally have like no presence online. So I was just going into this blind, and it, was, it turned out great. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, um, I just had a hunch that it was going to be great. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, here's the G to Rook um, Ruby. is number out of fifty or something. Um. I heard um, how this brand wasn't good, but a, um, where the grading service wasn't good, but um, I bought it. It was cheap, so. It's a 10, man. Right, yeah. So, you know, I mean, even if I was to maybe try to, like, submit it to PSA and they gave me a 7 or 6 or something, hey, so, I mean, not really in for it. Like for the actual value, you know, I mean, love of the player, you know, love of cards, you know, things like that. What we got here? I'm meek. Really, really undervalued, you know. He kind of more so, um, that's who Zion really kind of, you know, like remind me of a little bit, you know, or like poison. Zeke wise, you know, like an explosiveness, you know, and like they say LeBron and things like that. But to me, you know, um, he's not even close there, man. <laughs> he's got he's got to prove it to you for the next few years, right? These young guys. <laughs> yeah, well, I, um, if I had to pick anybody young, I really, really like Jason Taylor. 
Yeah. You know, if you know, game is smooth, you know, he don't never really look like he he rushing or he forcing anything. Um I like Luca game also too, you know, but um, you know, his stuff is just going like bananas, man. You know, it's just crazy for the prices, you know. For me, um, I like quality, but you know, drop maybe six thousand dollars on the, you know, like on a Luca crack ice, you know, like to me, I could take that six thousand dollars, you know, buy like a PSA nine Jordan rookie, you know, I just take the six thousand dollars, you know, and go buy, you know, Patrick Ewing rookie, you know, and Isaiah Thomas rookie, you know, um, I get a little bit more for my money, you know, on the older guys, you know. And versus dropping eight thousand dollars, seven thousand dollars, you know, on a guy who's only been in the league. Yeah, man, I really like that. I really like the the thoughtfulness you have with that. You know, there's there's so much out there in cards, and there's older cards and different players, and people are kind of only focused on like which young guy should I buy. But you're really thinking, you're thinking all, like all the way back in sports, which is awesome. I like that. I'm gonna tell you one of my little um. um it's a trick, you know, though. Um, it's a theory that I have been and looking at actually doing things like that. I'm really going to try to focus on the older players. Um, I mean, like this guy right here. You know, he's easily might be top three baseball player, you know, like of all time. You know what I mean? And and um, he's older now, so you know. And I hate to really say it, but you know, like the cards really peak, right? You know, peak. You know, the rookie year, the mid year, and then you know, like retirement, and then like after death. You know, if you go back, you know, like if you, if you, if you look at some of of, of um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar rookie cards, you know. You know, like a PSA nine, I think I might have seen it sold for like like maybe thirty thousand, forty thousand or something. So, you know, I mean he's the all time leading scorer. You know, um, you know, he might have like maybe six rings or something, you know. A unicorn. Only one move, you know, like the hook shot that ain't nobody could ever stop. Same move, you know. Oh, just you know, like me for is like an investment standpoint, you know, all the older players, you know, who are of age now, you know, like to me, it'd be a good thing. Yeah, that's a great little tip. Um, we'll end it with that, Mike. I, uh, again, really appreciate this. This was a really interesting take and I, uh, I'm really excited to have something different on. So thanks for providing something diverse. Yeah, no problem, man. All right, man. Thanks. All right.